people from your world have so much to lose. Now you think, because your mommy and your daddy got shot, you know about the ugly side of life, but you don't. You've never tasted desperate. You're, uh, you're Bruce Wayne, the Prince of Gotham. You'd have to go a thousand miles to meet someone who didn't know your name. So don't, don't come down here with your anger, trying to prove something to yourself. This is a world you never understand, and you always fear. But you don't understand. Fear. That's what the movie we're discussing today is obsessed with. It's no coincidence that one of the main villains, Scarecrow, has a fear gas that shows people their nightmares. Bruce Wayne is focused on understanding his fear to make a difference. Ra's al Ghul believes he can use fear to tear Gotham apart. One has to imagine that there was quite a bit of fear when production of this film began. Batman the character had become known for high camp and his nipples, and here they were, trying to convince you that you could take Batman seriously, and even more specifically, take a serious approach to a superhero movie without losing its sense of fun and action. Though future serious, grounded superhero movies would take the wrong lessons from this movie and focus on hyper-grimness as opposed to simply being grounded, this film marked a shift towards approaching superhero films as serious films with a lot on their minds. It helps that the director was a newly minted auteur with one of the freshest voices in big blockbuster films, arguably the most important artistic mix with commercial directors since Tim Burton, the last director tasked with Batman's origin. That's about all that Burton and Nolan share. Gone are the impressionistic German-inspired gothic buildings. Now, Gotham could be Chicago. Gone is a villain who dances to Prince songs. Now the villain wears a ratty mask and is defeated by a taser. And instead of a rich man just deciding to fight, we now see a Bruce Wayne shaped by his time abroad, training with a League of Shadows, understanding the need for theatricality, using fear, and honing his purpose of seeking justice. Today we see how Batman begins. Hey, this is going to be time to finish my dinner during that monologue. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chad, if you wanted, you could take Falcone's speech and put it there where I was saying it and just have me pick up with fear. Oh, like the actual audio? It. If you wanted to. I'll jot down to explore that. If it it's, works, it works. If it doesn't. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. It's something we can play with. I kind of like that purely nostalgia does it, but they do just that, which isn't quite enough for me. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I was looking at the quote and that's kind of what spearheaded my whole idea. So I like the idea of getting a little more creative with the edit too, just in general. Yeah. Popping in little things yeah. like that, like making you look like a fool and then Napoleon Dynamite commentary. I know. That I was, fucked up. I, I disagree with myself is the truth. <laughs> the thing okay. is, I think that we all knew what we were doing yeah we were just like we're kind of done talking about titanic yeah okay you ready yeah <laughs> yep. bats are nocturnal this is best pictures the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive i'm cutting lunsford and i am joined as always by i'm batman i'm chad i'm batman i'm mark I am disappointed because no one <laughs> is using swear to me as a That's quote, a very good line. Very good I don't know. Swear I swear to, to God. <laughs> swear to me. Wah! Yeah, the thing is the thing is. Yeah. We're going to dive deep into this a little bit. But swear oh. to me. It's kind of cheesy. It's very comic booky. That is something I really picked up this time of like people were like, "Oh, this is grim." 
No, 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 no. This is he's, a fucking comic still, book movie, and that's why it rules. Well, he's still like a grim, dark, like sad boy, but he's also he's got quips at the same time. There is so much like comic book dialogue in yeah. a good way. Yeah. Um, I I just like this time as I was watching it, I could like envision the panels and stuff, and I was like, yeah. fuck, this works. Yeah. And I think the problem with some hyper grim superhero stuff is they stop trying to be comic book movies and kind of have yeah. a contempt towards comics. I think that swear to me feels more like a um. Like, uh, who's the guy that wrote the super grim Batman in the 80s? Frank Miller. It's like, a Frank it's like, Miller line. It's definitely yeah. a Frank Miller line, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of, like, weird quips. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my I head. I mean, so well, at the, at the very, t- at the top of the movie, right? He's in prison and the guy's like, you're in hell now and I am the devil. And he says, you're not the devil, you're practice. Yeah. <laughs> that is a yeah. good quip. I love That's that. good quippy comic book shit. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff that Bruce says to... Um, to Alfred or to Lucius, and it's like this it book has no that... contempt contempt for comic books, and I think that yeah. is very important. And that's something that I think Goyer brought to the movie too. David Goyer. Uh, I don't think that's no. like a Nolan thing. I feel like Nolan no, kind of no, doesn't no. give a shit. It's Nolan. Goyer is actually the problem. Goyer is the one who, like, several years later, got up on like Comic Con stages and like. Oh, uh, you fun know of. what? He he is that yes. guy, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's attached Goyer to sucks. so many comic book things that I think he's like kind of. But yeah, I mean, I know he's made some bad comic book movies, but I always, I guess, I think of him as having like an, more of an affinity for the comic books than like Nolan would. He he sort of likes comics but wants to make them badass and serious yeah. and uh, not that fucking nerd shit. He's Nolan's a nerd. A, he's definitely mm. a uh wow, I already Frank Miller guy. Um Yes, yes. Goyer and Snyder are very similar and that's why they work together quite a bit. This movie is and I realized that even more this time, this is a Nolan movie through and through, which is why it What's interesting, slaps though, is that me. it's the only one. So Goyer has a story credit on Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, but he has a screenplay credit on this. Yeah. I think he wrote the first draft, and I think Nolan came in and rewrote it. But I, I think that, was like, watching. His... Are you talking about For Batman Begins? Yes. Because yeah. I was watching the behind the scenes before we started, and Nolan was talking about. Basically trying to bring, like, he brought in Goyer because he wanted somebody who was essentially, like, the nerd expert. Because, like, he always liked Batman, but he wanted, like, someone who knew the comics better better than he did. Well, and that's probably useful, and I'm sure Goyer did contribute to Mm -hmm. this, and I do, but I think Nolan kind of held Goyer's sometimes bad instincts at bay here. I think, yeah, and I think Snyder probably dives head first into his bad instincts exactly and so, like, i think and i think this is a good like, partnership right probably. and i think like especially reading that josh trank profile that came out this particular week and hearing it, it hit him talk about fantastic four mm. and him just being like i don't give a shit about fantastic we need to stop letting people who don't give a shit <laughs> right, right. about the thing well, i mean we need to start making big budget movies that aren't about ip so that we like we'll, because the thing with josh trank is they're like we want josh trank to make an, a big movie next and the only right. big movies we make are like intellectual property 
Um, and he so doesn't he, care about IP, but there no, are people right. who do, and they're the good ones. To yeah, bring I in. mean, I've been watching sometimes. The, I've been watching the Disney Gallery Star Wars, Ma- the Mandalorian behind the scenes series on Disney Plus, and like just right. hearing that's its those, full title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The its full thing, title is the Disney the Gallery, the Star Wars, the Mandalorian, the, that behind the yeah, scenes the thing. Behind that's the, that's uh, the full yeah. title. Um, so I've been watching that. <laughs> And just hearing those creators talk about like their history with Star Wars and how much affection mm-hmm. they have, particularly Dave Filoni, who like conv- Dave Filoni, he convinced mm. me that the prequels were like really genius and good the way he talks about them, which like right, yeah, it's insane. He, he, I mean, those movies have good things in them. They're pretty bad movies, um, but yeah, man. It's just it's good to hear like big blockbuster directors talk about these things like they love them. Whereas like the David right. Goyer Zack Snyder thing is like you don't think Superman would fucking murder people? Like of course they would. Like wake up, pussies! Yeah. Like that was basically the entire. I think conversation he li- he literally said that. wake up, pussies, didn't he? No, I yeah. think he did. Yeah. I think well, I think that the um, issue isn't like because I think that Frank Miller does love Batman. It's just that his the Batman that he loves is kind of like a bully Batman. Right. So we're not talking about. Frank Miller necessarily because Frank Miller Sorry, does yes, love comics. Yes, but, and... but David Goyer loves comics, but he loves the Frank Miller comics and he loves the super grim, mm-hmm. uh, like super nihilistic Batman comics. I guess, but yeah. At the sure. same time, I think I, he, I, I think he likes that aesthetic, but then like some of the. It's like just the aesthetic sometimes. Like they just dive too deep into like this is just a dark thing without like a reason for going this dark. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's I a distinction that that is, between like it, it's easy to do that, and I think that yeah. like Goyer and Snyder have a hard time, you know, going deep on the characters. Whereas Christopher Nolan is like, here is why Batman's so dark. It's because he is like weaponizing fear and turning that fear mm. into what powers him. Whereas right. like uh, Zack Snyder's like Batman's dark because his mom died. And well, it's like, yes, well, but also Snyder doesn't like Superman, which is kind of a problem. Like yes. Snyder, mm-hmm. like he and, wishes yeah, Superman uh, was Batman, right? And I think like so. There's a diff- so so. Uh, there's a certain subset that like, I guess like comics, but what they really like is hypergrounded dark stuff. They don't mm-hmm. like comics as a whole necessarily, mm-hmm. and I think they're. Kevin Feige, if you look at him, which this is, you know, different, but he is somebody who likes all comics, and so he wants to try and bring in different elements of each yeah. thing into it, and, and kind of and Feige, like remix. Feige does the thing where it's remarkable how he does this, where he takes different types of like comic stories and like he does them, but it's I don't want to say it's watered down necessarily, but it's definitely like altered to fit into. What the, what the formula of like an MCU movie is. And that is what Nolan does here. This is not based on any specific Batman arc explicitly, but it takes elements of like year one and long Halloween mm-hmm. and all kinds of other things and makes it like he does his own thing with it. And that's why I think it works is he's not trying to like literalize a certain arc. He is mixing all of what Batman can be and kind of rooting down into what makes Batman a character. In the same but, way that like Iron Man three like takes the 
end of yes. the bottle storyline and or no yes. sorry that's iron man 2 that does that iron man 2 is the demon in a, or devil in a um, bottle but it also takes like the see i don't know the name of any of these fucking storylines but the one with the thing that's in his blood like the extremist extremist yeah Right, but he he's taking these storylines and kind of like using the, the base of them to you know kind of get into different aspects of Iron Man, and that's not necessarily Feige, but he is letting that happen, and that happens across a lot of his. Uh, a lot of it's Feige, brands. I think, but yeah, it is. Well, he's the not writing any of the movies. No, but I think he kind of has like a. I don't know. That was a good teaser for the rest of our talk for this episode. But let's pause for a minute and talk yeah. about what we've been watching. Theaters yeah, are closed. Yeah, I was about to say. Do we, we have to? I haven't been watching we much. Dove no, we have into to. The, we dove straight into like the subject matter at hand for the first time uh, ever. And I was about to ask if we were going to do some kind of a... Yeah, no, thing. I liked it as a teaser. Yeah. We'll come back to it. Let's okay. breathe for okay. a second <gasps> and talk about other stuff we've been watching. Yeah. Because theaters are closed, but they could be open to me soon i guess uh but nothing's playing so can't go to the theaters um on demand not really been interested in much so so what have you guys been doing what have you been watching or reading i guess those are the two things that are Um, kind of available can it be a tv show yes right now it can it can't once you know quarantine ends but right now yeah because i haven't been fucking watching Um, many movies well i recently got a new uh apple laptop because my old one was very old and bad and with that came Mm. the subscription for apple tv plus for a year for free yes sweet so yeah i got a Mm -hmm. year of apple tv plus i think if you spend over a hundred bucks at apple they give you a year something like that yeah um and it just sort of like happened like it was just like the computer came with like an Apple TV app, and when I clicked on it, it was like, "Your year starts now." And I was like, "Oh, great, cool." Um, yeah. But yeah, I watched the new Chris Evans show, Defending Jacob. I have uh, been intending to get to that. Yeah, How is it? It's pretty good. Like he plays this district attorney mm, who like a Harvey Dent type. Yeah. <laughs> Not this movie. It's the next movie. Uh, mm. Like a Rachel Dawes type. Rachel Dawes type, yeah. and uh, Rachel Dawes's boss type, yeah, and his she's like the assistant, yeah, DA she's the or she's the ADA, yeah. Um, yeah. So his son gets accused of murder, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's all about defending him. Did his son do it? His son is named Jacob. It's not clear, and I kind of think he might have. <laughs> um, that's that. I mean, that's a sign of a good show. Yeah. So it. Uh, I- it was the first five episodes have come out at the time of recording this. And so I binged through all five in one day, which is not normal for me. Wow. I haven't been binging yeah. lately, but it was really good. The first episode, I was very confused for like the first 20 minutes. Cause like he's a district attorney and he's like doing attorney things. And then he gets a call of the dead body. And then he like shows up on the crime scene. Like he's a homicide detective. Is that something? DAs do that something they do. I had no sometimes. idea, and my wife Laura had no idea too. So we were like, "Wait, is he a detective or is he a, a DA?" And then we were like, "I think they sometimes have to okay. go." Gotcha. Yeah. So if if you're gonna watch the show, just know that apparently district attorneys do that sometimes, and don't get confused I, like we did. <laughs> I don't believe that they have to do that unless it's like a super high profile case. No, that's I mean, what I think. A, I think you find the body of a kid, the yeah. DA has to go because they're going to have to charge people. And it was all a of child that, that yeah. was murdered on the way on his way to school. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, but yeah, really good show. Just like really 
emotional but also like thrilling yeah that's good i haven't seen I really want to see it in it a ton incredible. of like dramatic roles i know he was in that like my kids smart movie um, oh right the gifted, gifted? i think it's literally it's called, called gifted, gifted yeah mm, my kids smart uh, uh <laughs> i think it's called my kids smart yeah um i haven't seen gifted but he's good in this um yeah uh it reminds me just sort of like tonally to the show The Killing, Cody. So I think you would like it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I am about to end this recording. <laughs> okay, perfect. I love The Killing so much. Yeah, I have not used my Apple TV subscription all that much. I watched yeah. one episode of the new Amazing Stories and then... Is that any good? That's it. But I... Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Any, any anthology show is a little interesting to me, but whether or not I like stay with it yeah. is That's always the thing. a question. There's never any, like, by definition, all of it wraps up at the end of the episode. Right. So, by the, like, there's no draw. It's to not going to have that addictive than, nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I kind of intend to watch most of the things that are on Apple TV Plus. It's just not high priority. It, it's weird. Because, like, every show I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. I can't but wait it's to not. Put on the show where Michael Scott yells, "I didn't rape anybody." It's, it's yeah, like that'll time. be fun. I hear that show gets trashy fun though to, as oh, it goes. So like, <laughs> people people kind of are into okay, it, cool. and then I definitely want to watch Dickinson because I hear that's great. Yeah, like, um, I kind of want to watch the M Night Shyamalan, the Servant show too. People say it's good. It's really creepy good. as hell. There were billboards all over L.A. for that show. Um, of just like a creepy baby. Half of them were like a real looking baby. Then half of them were like a doll with like, I don't, mm-hmm. so like you weren't quite sure which one you were looking at because there was like, there were two posters that were like pretty much identical. And the, the, the real baby was out like directly outside my office window. Uh, mm-hmm. back when I had a job, uh, and I wasn't quarantined. Right. Mm. Um, right you had office right windows. Baby. Speaking yeah. of, uh, giant babies, I've been watching devs. Um, is that about giant has, babies? No, but there's a, a like a huge, gigantic statue of a little girl That's in fine. the woods. Um, it's really good. That's um, the Alex Garland show, right? It is. Yeah. I um, it's that. about like. Um, can I give you a spoiler for the first episode? Yeah. Uh, just because first it, episode, it, fine. Nothing further than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the marketing is just super vague, but the first episode yeah. is like. A guy gets hired at Devs and then tries to steal. So Devs is like, um, you know, like the Google X project where like Google has like a secret team working on secret stuff. That's yeah, like, of that, course that, I know about the secret team at the secret. I did not <laughs> know. Course. I did not know about this, but okay. No, I um, knew they were doing some kind of secret. It stuff, isn't. Yeah. I mean, it isn't really that secret. It's just like unannounced projects that are like kind this of pipe like dreams. Big Brother stuff, or is this like Area Fifty One? No, stuff? it's like Google was trying to like put Wi-Fi in hot air balloons to and yeah. fly them over Australia to give the whole country Wi-Fi. It's just like Google's like, okay, we're going to have a team that just like has crazy ideas and tries to do them. Wi-Fi and um, hot air balloons is is that a is that like an actual example of something they came yeah, up with no, or is that just out of your up, ass? No, no, they tried to do that and it didn't work because like you can't really yeah. have autonomous hot air balloons that well. That just sounds People are really trying to figure out the Wi-Fi for all problem. Like, that is something that people are actively working towards. Okay. It, hot air balloons would not have been my pitch for no, it. No, I mean, that would have been like, I'm not that's Google. why you don't work at Google. That would have been like 100 yeah. down the... Li- well, it didn't work, so like... <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. But, but Maybe so, Cody should be so working for Google. Devs, devs is like a team that's doing that for like a fictional tech company run by Nick Offerman. 
And right. so are uh, they like the Lucius gets... Fox team? Applied sciences. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like Lucius Fox, but but coding. Um, oh. And uh, so the, this guy gets hired to go work for them, and then he gets uh, caught trying to steal from like devs, like mm-hmm. trying to smuggle stuff out of it, and then he gets killed, and then his girlfriend finds out that he got killed and is like, "Why are what what's happening?" Um, mm, interesting. So then it's, so it's a murder like, mystery sort it's, of. It's murder mystery, kind of like what the fuck is devs kind of thing. It is very good, extremely weird. Mm. Um, I think that Chad. I. It's really hard to talk about because there's so much like twi- uh, not twisty stuff in it, but like so much of the show is like realizing and figuring out what devs is doing right. and why they're doing it, and um, it's it's so good. But it's also just like. It's Alex Garland, so a lot of it is just, like, weird mood scenery mm-hmm. and, like, just, like, ambient music and um, there's, I mean, like, a whole I episode love that's, like... everything Alex Garland has done. I think Ex Machina will probably be my 2014 pick or whatever year that is. This um, feels very along the lines of Ex Machina. Cool. Um, for one specific reason that I really wish we could talk about, but it's literally... <laughs> In so there's the AI, second half probably. of the last episode, um, um, but, but yeah, it, it so reads good. to me like it's like that. And then, like, it, have you seen any Mr. Robot? It, it seems like it's probably similar to that show as well. Um, I've I seen the Mr. first Robot. episode of Mr. Robot and mm-hmm. know the twist of Mr. Robot as well, at least of the first yeah, season of Mr. Too. Robot. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess kind of, except it isn't mm-hmm. as like. It isn't as like tech hacky. It's more like philosophical musing mm. in parts. Guys, we may end up covering three movies written by Alex Garland. I mean, we've already on covered this. one. We've already covered one. Um, Wait, what was the first which one? Is exciting. Uh, the first one is uh, twenty eight days later. Later. Yeah. Oh shoot! I forgot that he was yeah the guy. Yeah. Well, what's the and f- I may be picking the next one, um, which would be. Sunshine. Sun, sunshine, uh, which is the other Danny Boyle movie. I, yeah. God, that movie fucking rules. Uh, okay, what have I been watching? I've been watching on the TV front Mrs. America, which is, uh, it stars Kate Blanchett and Rose Byrne and a bunch of other incredible actresses. It's also um, on FX on Hulu, like uh, Debs is. And it's about um, trying to ratify the equal rights amendment and Kate Blanchett plays Phyllis Shafley who is opposed to it. It God, it's so good. Um, I mean, each it's, episode it's more about sort like of the fo- women's movement in general than just like the ERA. Sure. Sure. But ER, the ERA is the framework of, yes. of it. And they, each episode kind of focuses in on like one person while still continuing to tell the rest of the story. That show has been really good. DuckTales continues to be really good. Also been watching a lot of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Um, oh, we've also been watching The Last Dance. The been watching The Last Dance. I haven't been watching The Last Dance. It's really it good. It is so good. Um, very good documentary. Um, and then like on the movie front, really nothing all that interesting. Well, I, I don't oh, think we've talked shit. about Bad Education yet, have we? Oh, I haven't, uh, I haven't oh, seen yeah. that. <laughs> 
I need to watch it. We we have one movie that is actually on our best pickies list, <laughs> and we forget to talk about it. Uh, uh, whatever. Because I wanted to talk about Looney Tunes back in action, but we'll talk about uh, that movie's good. That's all you guys. Need I to mean, know. two ba- two weeks from now, it's probably still going to be good, and we we can talk about it then. <laughs> It'll probably be the only movie out still. No, nah, Scoob will come out anyway. Bat Education. Right. It's on the best pickies list. It's the best Hugh Jackman has ever been, I think, and I'd others so. seem to think. Wow. Um, and it's stellar. You can watch it on HBO right now. It's a new movie. It's. It also has the kid from American Vandal in it. So yes, it does. Which one? The hundred percent kid. Jimmy Tatro. Uh, Jimmy Tatro. Yeah. Oh, that kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a really small role, but he crushes it. Yeah. Allison Janney's in it and is incredible. It's. Nat it's, Wolf, um, isn't it? Nat Wolf. It is, um, it, it's very good. It's very kind of like thriller-y, but l- low stakes in some ways. It is. Um, very exciting. It's like a, f- I wouldn't necessarily call it a thriller. I mean. No, I think it is. It's not a single like action scene. Doesn't matter. There doesn't have to be for a thriller. It, it's, it's about, it's like criminal intrigue. Like, I don't know. It's, it's got some DNA with election a little bit. Um but not quite the same but it's yeah, like a no, it's, it's like a more of a uh white crime drama movie than thriller. a thriller it's a thriller spotlight is a thriller mark or not spotlight spotlight is but i was thinking of the post they're thrillers just in different ways they're just not literal in the like action scenes and stuff i just don't think there's enough tension in that or like dramatic no, they're journalistic thrillers i disagree, i believe but, strongly no i think spotlight is a Actually, you know what? I don't think Spotlight is a thriller. I think nope, they're journalistic thriller thrillers. Way off, but whatever. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's really Watch good. Watch Devs. It's a thriller. <laughs> Wait, Devs is. <laughs> uh, Devs thriller. is more than bad. Bad ed- education is for sure. But that doesn't mean bad education isn't. Guys, like, it's, it's, we are splitting hairs, and I can't contribute <laughs> to it because I haven't seen Bad Education. <laughs> I love splitting well, hairs, this... but let me contribute to splitting hairs. <laughs> so, Chad, Chad, Chad should I need watch you to, to watch Bad Education and then tweet about whether or not it's a Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Tweet, What's no the time code? Okay. I will watch Bad Education, and uh-huh. I will put in, uh, after this sentence, whether or not I think it is a thriller. So, future Chad, uh, take it away. Not a thriller. And that is what well, I thought Cody, of bad education. It's settled. One of us one of us sure did tell the other one. Yep. The, only the listeners will know. So, um, <laughs> and w- w- we'll keep on watching shows probably, and we'll tell you guys what we watch next time. Um, <laughs> guys, we miss movies. but I miss them so much. When mov- I miss them so much. But when movies come back to theaters, yeah. they no, may be no, arriving no, in the no, form no, of a Christopher Nolan vehicle yes. called Tenet. I'm looking forward and to speaking that. Speaking of, I and speaking of, oh God, go! <laughs> I was ready I, to. I, I, sorry, we can transition if you want. But I was just going to say that, like, I was talking to Laura the other day about, like, it'll probably be the movie Morbius, but I'm going to like cry. Like, it's going to be like an emotional experience for me to just step back into a movie theater, and I'm going to cry in the I movie Morbius agree. because it's going to be, or like the New Mutants, because it's right. the first one in forever. Uh, that right. Seen. 
I agree that we will cry at whatever the movie is, but luckily right now, as of, we probably should exactly timestamp this because of how fast things change. Yeah. On May 11th at 8.15, the first movie Central coming time. is, Central Time, is Christopher Nolan's Tenet, which looks incredible, mm-hmm. but would Christopher Nolan be able to make Tenet if he hadn't made this small little indie film called Batman Begins? So let's talk about how the Batman begins. Um, uh, you guys have seen this movie before, obviously, because we were talking I about it. I had never a lot heard of it. I had never heard of this um, movie. I have seen it so many times, which is no, why I, I picked to. it. We didn't really talk about that. This was my pick. This is my pick yeah. for the best movie of 2005. Um, the little bit of plot summary for this movie, Batman, he began, um, along the way, he tackles villains like Falcone, the Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul. That's kind of all you need to know. Um, because you've probably seen this movie or maybe you're one of the people who only saw Dark Knight and never got to this movie, which was some people, yeah, um, that but truly you've gotten to it by now. I was watching the movie to prepare for the podcast and Laura had seen this movie once after she had seen mm-hmm. Dark Knight a couple of times and like mm-hmm. didn't remember anything in it like it just it basically made no impression on her uh the one time she had seen it which isn't my relationship to the movie I had seen it before the Dark Knight came out I really liked it um yeah it's a good movie I, I've seen this movie so many times and it is probably one of my favorite movies um especially just the like throw on like it was a sick movie a lot when i was younger like Mm. let me just throw on something because i don't feel all that good um i love kind of the non-linear structure of a lot of this movie i love ninja shit so i also nolan the the linear shit not the ninja stuff but yeah the non-linear stuff is good i also like I say this in my letterbox review, so like I'm parroting myself, I guess. Um, but how many other superhero movies have swords? Like I don't know. Like he fights. Batman fights with swords um, multiple times in this movie, and and that's swords are cool. a, are a big deal for you. I mean, if we swords are if a big we deal trace for me. back to the reason why you voted for Pirates of the Caribbean over Titanic, which I proved in the previous uh-huh. episode. You're trying to uh-huh. deny it for weeks. Do you have anything to say to um, our listeners, by the way, about lying? Um, about I prefer to let it? sleeping dogs lie and mm. not focus on the past, uh, because if you are consumed by your past, sure. You know, I it's listen. It's it's not who you are inside. It's what you do that defines you. And, I'm and what you did was you voted for Pirates of the Caribbean over Titanic uh, because of the swords and the ghosts. Mm. Which this movie doesn't have ghosts, but it has the spooky stuff of like the scarecrow. Has spooky stuff. The scarecrow the spooky stuff. Spooky. The spooky stuff and is good. Also, it kind of becomes a ghost. Mm, he becomes a demon. He's he becomes like a demon thing. Oh yeah, he's a ghost because yeah, people can't see like him. But hidden. when it, yeah, when when the the person gets gassed and it's the Batman demon face, I'm always like, ah yeah, woo yeah. I'm, I'm always the very Batman scared. demon face looks like <laughs> Oscar Isaac in Age of Apocalypse. Uh, he does look like Apocalypse. Yeah, superheroes, snow superpowers, superpowers. Um, so. Another good thing about this movie, Liam Neeson <laughs> is That's talking about 
<laughs> like, I mean, it kind of is. It's just him saying, like, somewhat wise things over, like, montage. And that's good. I love Qui-Gon Jinn. Great. He just showed mm-hmm. up in the Clone Wars again. And I'm like, hmm? And it's played by Liam Neeson, which is crazy. But, yeah. Oh, that's why. Um, is he it's, Force it's, Ghost it's, Qui-Gon? Uh, is that happening? Yeah, Force Ghost, Force Ghost, Force Ghost. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like a vision thing. That's fun. Um, did you not know that canonically? Yeah, no, you knew that. That canonically, what? Qui-Gon is a Force Ghost. He just never shows up in any fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, it's the busy, weirdest thing. It's the weirdest. He's always thing on the George, toilet whenever George, they're having their meetings. George He's just decided, like, oh, I gotta take first, a piss. He decided to include He's like it the first in Revenge one that of the Sith. Learns how to Force Ghost, right? What do I? Isn't Mark, he the first one that like learns how to be a Force Ghost? He, that is Not what's the implied. First one ever the first one mm-hmm. that we know. That's what's implied yes. in the end of Revenge well, of the Sith obviously. is that he's the first one to figure it out. No, I think there's like older High Republic ones that can Force Ghost, but it's well, like a lost art. He like rediscovers it. Yeah, I mean, in Revenge of the Sith, Yoda's like he's figured out a way to come back, and then right, he does say that he said he's figured out a way, but I don't think it's clear cut that he's the first one to ever do it. Weird. Um, Well, one one thing for sure has made uh, a, a triumphant return to Best Pictures after Schindler's List. Right, yes. Which our, was our, forever ago that we talked about Schindler's List. Yes, it was a very long time ago. Our other Best Picture alumni are Morgan Freeman and Tom Wilkinson. Um, what Morgan was, Freeman was... What was Morgan Freeman? Go in? ahead. I was going to ask what million was Morgan Million Dollar Freeman Baby. Said. Oh, right. Very recently. And then Tom <laughs> Wilkinson right. was in... And uh, Seven. Oh, and Seven. And Tom Wilkinson right. was in The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And Shakespeare in Love. And Shakespeare uh, yep. No English Patient. English mm, Shakespeare in Love. I think it's English Patient. I think it's Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> I'm gonna look, because this was a debate last time. So, uh, during this, uh, we we have our news segment, which is Superhero Check-In, uh, but, which I I'm mean, also the, gonna call that, Cape Corner, but it's uh, it's all of them. It's everyone yeah. in this movie is in a superhero movie. So, yeah. Um, which is good and fun, and also, I, I guess the... The kind of fun question is who in this movie appears in other superhero movies. Um, so Christian Bale is in The Dark Knight. <laughs> okay, um, no, fuck off! Don't do that. Um, like other not sequels. I, uh, I, I don't know. Christian, um, uh, Christian Bale is going mind. to be in Thor four. Thor four, more yes. Thor. Thor 4. Um, Tom Wilkinson was in Shakespeare in Love. You were right, Chad. Um, so Christian Bale's going to be in Thor 4, probably playing the God Butcher, but we're not sure. Morgan Freeman hasn't been in another. Michael Caine has not been in another. Is Katie Holmes? I don't think no. so. She, What's she doing she was in fucking is The Boy 2. <laughs> Which I think was a movie that I saw this year. Um, what has Katie Holmes one of the last done in like in the theaters. last 10 years? I can't even think of like a single thing she's been in. Boy 2, like I just said. Wait, and then Brahms? Troy 2? What are you saying? Boy 2, Brahms. Brahms, Boy 2. Oh, two. Boy 2. Bra- I could two. not even. I thought you were saying <laughs> Babe 2 because I know you watched that recently. I didn't know what you were saying. Right. Guys, no, forgive Brahms. us. Because of coronavirus, we're having to record remotely, so there's some communication. Yeah, we're just that just we're trying to figure to. it out. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't think anyone else has because Killian Murphy has not. Um, but anyway, well, other than the other Batman movies, 
Right, but Christian, but it's interesting that Christian Bale is the one to move into other superhero movies, and he's jumping um, ship from weird. DC to Marvel too. That's a, right. That's something yeah. that doesn't. Well, really that's going to happen more and more because like <laughs> there's only so many made. actors. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, Michael Keaton is one that's made the jump from Batman to a Marvel character. Yep. Yep. Um. So th- that's that's our actor check-ins. Um, here's why this movie is good. Oh, please tell me. Because it's very good. Um, no, I think... Yeah, it's I th- great. I, I think what I love about this movie is, like, it, it's got a lot of on its mind about Batman as a character. And it mm-hmm. goes into a lot of the interior mind of Bruce Wayne in a pretty... Like, it makes him a fully realized character and not just, like, an action hero. Um, and I think having the flashbacks to when he's a kid and I think, I mean, I think his origin has never been done better. I think to have him like have the trauma as a kid and like want to kill Joe chill, but then that's robbed from him, him try to confront Falcone. Falcone tells him that he's just like, you think you have nothing to lose. You don't understand what any of this is. So he goes on a journey to understand all of it. And it takes him to these ninjas. And he's like, okay, now I finally have a way to enact justice. And then he realizes their justice is just there. I mean, he basically goes to join the Jedi and then realize the Jedi are corrupt. Like that, that's kind of what he does. That's something I kind of don't, I put it in my letterbox review. It it feels silly that he like goes to train with these ninjas and they're like, here's how to use all these lethal weapons. Here's how to fight. We're going to be warriors. We're going to do all these things. And then when it's like, all right, it's time to kill someone. It's like, wait, we're killing people. Like his problem is not killing. His problem is not killing. What's his problem? His problem is no system. His problem is lack of justice. So he doesn't believe in just killing with no kind of trial or anything like that. He also doesn't love killing, but like if he he kill he kills Ra's al Ghul, um, like well he I, well, I, he, he, him, he has he to make sure it fits his dying. code of like I'm not gonna sure. save you. Like that's kind of his sure. Role. Thing. But if if you notice, he doesn't even he's not even concerned about saving that prisoner when he burns the place down. He just doesn't believe in anybody being judge, jury, and executioner. Which is why when he's Batman, he leaves. He still leaves them for the police and the DA to figure out. Which is why yeah. in Dark Knight he works with Harvey. It, yeah. it, it's I mean, he not. Works, he, it's, he, he does that with uh, freaking Gordon. Gary Oldman. Um, yes, he, he, he Christopher Golden, Gordon. Yeah. Yes, he he works with Gordon on that stuff because he's Batman is about trying to get the system to work. Batman yeah. is uh, the arc in this movie is Batman is also always striving for a world where Batman doesn't have to exist. Um, yes. And so, so it's not the surprise of, oh, I have to kill somebody that turns him there. It is they found somebody and they have decided that they can kill him because they think their word is better than the others. They think their methods of just burning and murdering is the best system. And that's not what Bruce believes in because he has his foundation of his parents and Rachel mm-hmm. and Alfred and all of that stuff. So I actually, yeah, I actually am all on board with that. I moment. mean, the the decision to like burn down an entire city full of people guilty or non-guilty. I could see why 
Batman as a character right. wouldn't be on board with that. And that makes more sense to me. But like, if he's going to be like joining this league of like being justice, which is like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's something I didn't really buy. I feel like he would walk through those doors and just immediately know that they're not going to be. Well, like, but that's the other piece of that scene. If you watch, he's kind of like, this sucks when they're about to kill him. He's <laughs> not into that idea. He also is not really that interested in staying with them. He wanted to learn and then leave. But when he decides to burn it down and says your system is corrupt is when they mention Gotham. When he when they talk about what we're yeah. about to do to this guy of just killing him without any conversation is also like Gotham doesn't have a chance to speak for themselves. This guy doesn't have a chance to speak to himself. It, it's in that moment when he's like, you guys have taught me great things, but you're fundamentally flawed. Um, I don't know. It works for me very well. I, I, I don't have any kind of issues with that sort of thing. Um, but it's hard for me personally to, like, I don't have many issues with this movie, period. Um, you know, there, I'm sure there's a little things here and there. I think mm-hmm. I kind of wish Maggie Gyllenhaal had just been Rachel in this one. Yeah, same. Katie yeah. Holmes is fine, but, but she's just not that good. Um, you really can't change that in hindsight. Uh, no. and, and Katie Holmes is, I think she's pretty good. There are some scenes where she's just not like, um, you know, necessarily hundred percent dialed in the entire time. I think when she's on the um, island, she's not as good. But I think everything before yes. the like chaos, she's pretty good in. Uh, kinda. yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying. She's she's fine, but like, yeah, I, I like Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, better, fine like, more than anything else. Um, she's I not think given every a lot to do. No, no, really? not really. Other not than really. just be like Bruce Wayne, you need to be better, and then oh, she Bruce doesn't Wayne, have much to do in Dark really Knight good. either. Uh, right yeah i don't know it, i mean she, kind she's of the, she's the symbol of like what bruce wants to strive for is like to be with her she's like, like the but yeah she's the connection to bruce's old life and his yeah. like right. um his escape rope so and his like his goal is to <laughs> like i think the reason he wants to not be batman or for the world to not need batman anymore is so he can be with her at least that's one part of it. That is that one part of it, which is where it ends up. But yeah. I think I think they kind of aren't. They kind of don't give a female character a ton to do until the third one, um, and then they give two female characters a lot to do. Well, one of them um, stabs Batman. That's yep, something. and then just dies. Um, yep. Anyway, that is a, that weird, is a different. That flick. is a weird thing about all these Batman movies. Is I feel like there is one villain that just like that that end gets tied really quickly, and they just are like either dead or taken yeah. care of for the rest of the movie, like like with a snap of the finger. Um, they all yeah, have I mean, multiple all villains. All these movies in have them. have two villains, and it's always like one main villain, and then another one that kind of shows up later. Either I think like they always Ra's have Ghoul showing up again. I always think I they have th- three or more because the Falcone's the third one in this one. It is the um, the crime syndicate basically yeah. in the third one specifically. Is it Japan that he ends up going to or China? Oh, in, he goes, in Dark Knight. Yes, it's like it's it's, it's neither. Well, I think it might be. 
I really can't recall. Um, But he goes somewhere. And so like, it's that crime syndicate that he's also against. And then it's two face and Joker. And then in three, it's Catwoman a little bit until she's on his side and then Bane and then Talia. And then Scarecrow also shows up in both sequels too. So right. Right. So there's kind of four in The Dark Knight, if you count him. Right. He's very minor. Right. He's like in the opening sequence, or the second right. sequence. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, The um, Dark Knight is better than this movie. I, I think that you've mm, you've adopted this like hot take of like the Batman Begins is actually better, but like Dark Knight is better. Like it just it just it's is. It's not the I think they, take. I think that they're pretty close together. I think that's me and Cody the thing. both see them as really close. Yes. Yes. And I, I give Dark Knight the... the a lot uh, of people act like Dark Knight's the only good one, the only one that matters. And I think not. they are way closer than people give them credit for, mostly because this one is better than people remember. And Dark Knight, while incredible, I think the last piece of Dark Knight is not so good. I agree with that. The third well, act is like kind of iffy. I would say the beginning of the third the act, because actually the final of the third act rules, I mean, but the boat shit sucks. Oh, no, no the boat, boat shit's shit awesome. Rules. Are you kidding me? That's a good part of the third act. We no, will talk about like that. When, when, like when he throws the thing out the window, he says, I'm going to do what you should have done a long time ago. That fucking rules. The mm, people at Gotham, like, proving the Joker wrong. It, like, the proof that it's, Batman no, is, like, starting to work. you're saying like, everything symbol, you're saying is fine. So everything good. you're saying is fine, and we'll talk about it when we get to that movie. It's just <laughs> too long. It's too long. Um, I, uh, I, I, when I like a movie, and when a movie is good, I like for it to take a while to like resolve. I like that's like a twenty-five minute thing. It I, anyway. Yeah. This movie. Um, well, it's like tied in with a bunch of other stuff. Sorry, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, But this movie is also cross-cutting between a lot of the whole like first act of this movie is cross-cutting between that training. And mm-hmm. the origins mm-hmm. of Bruce as a kid and his parents dying and then him, you know, trying to get vengeance by killing the guy who killed his parents before Falcone kills him first. And right. then Falcone's like, Bruce, you don't know shit about crime. You're not right. a criminal. And then Bruce is like, well, fuck well, you. And I just a criminal overseas. I love how much stuff is set up in the beginning, like the train stuff, but also that the Waynes are trying to make a difference. And I think that reveal when Roz is like going to burn his house later. And he's like 20 years ago, we tried a new way economics and like um, basically that it was uh, was Thomas who saved Gotham the first time he pulled it from the brink. And I think that's such a cool Uh thing that they um, kind of pulled back into it. Is, is Roz al Ghul trying to attack America with economics right now? And then did he send the coronavirus? He the coronavirus. To Potentially, really there put us is the, each other? there is that bad read on this series of film that these movies are like hyper conservative, which it's like I don't know that that's kind of just Batman Well, a bad. Read. I think that they're like it's. I, I think, think like Thomas Wayne represents like everyone's dream version of what a billionaire is, right? Like he's like someone who sure, actually but he's has not conservative. The, like someone that actually has the little guy in mind and is like doing his part to like try to make things better. He rides the metro in, but like that's a person that doesn't exist in America. Like, but show also, me that person. It, 
It's like kind of a conservative's like wet dream is like no, this is the good one. This is like the the system working. No, that, but like, no, that's the but that but then he's all into philanthropy and trying to like yeah, um that person doesn't basically... exist is what i'm saying but like the conservative would try to say that it does exist i don't know i think it's a bad annoying read and it's uh, i think that I the second one is a little bit more conservative because dark knight is has a lot about to say about like the surveillance state and people existing but outside they say of it's the bad. law we'll get to Which dark is... knight We'll get to Dark Knight, but it says it's bad, which is uh, Lucius's whole thing in that one. Speaking of Lucius, every scene with Lucius in this movie is good. Yes. Um, It's so good. I love the bit of of him like knowing what Bruce is doing uh-huh. but right. like being like you just just lie to me so I can like, like Lucius knows know he's Batman on. the whole time yeah. um, never for a second does he like figure it out it's just like oh I gave you a tank and now there's a man with a tank going around the city okay <laughs> right there's been <laughs> sure. those complaints about I think the I think it was the um the why can't I think of his name Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man movies where they were like, he can't keep his fucking mask on. That's kind of the same in this movie where like by the end of it, like a ton of people know that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but it works. Well, like, it's like fine. three people know that Tom, that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Three people that are alive. <laughs> all of their, all of the league of shadows knew that Bruce well, Wayne was Batman. That's different because yeah. like they made him become Batman essentially. Sure, but that's why the chickens come to roost in Dark Knight Rises because they know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um, but yes, he he tells Rachel, he tells, he doesn't tell Lucius, but I Lucius mean, knows, and then Alfred knows. Develops Batman with him, so Alfred's always right. going to know. I th- is this Lucius I and think- Rachel that like are surprises? Really, doesn't Gordon? I feel like Gordon sort of starts to know pretty early without like officially like um, ever confirming who it is. I mean, you can, you can have that read on the character, but like, I don't know, nothing is yeah. explicit in this movie that it's like Gordon knows. I, right. it, does, I, is it ever explicit? Is it explicit in Yeah, I never Rises? get the feeling that Gordon knows. I feel like, I feel like Gordon finds out at the very end of Rises. I yeah. think he knows and rises, yeah. Um, but there might be some Gordon, kind of line where like, he's like, I, I always knew or something like that. I can't really remember. Well, fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt finds out that he's Batman by looking into his eyes in the last one. So, um, Yeah. I mean, you got to cover those pup- those puppies up. Like, yeah, you got to like, wear sunglasses. Way more sense to me. Like, in the yeah. second one, there's the, the girl who's like putting the paper up against Harvey Dent's face to like... So she can just see his jawline. It's like, maybe you're the Batman. Yeah. Uh, I always love it when people say the Batman. The Batman. (laughs) That's always funny. I think they always always say the goddamn Batman at one point in these movies, too. Pretty sure they do. That was a comic thing for a little bit. Um, That's funny. So... I so so when Ben Affleck was cast as Batman, I was like, "That's fine," and I that's, think Ben Affleck is like a good enough Batman. But I forgot just how good Christian Bale is in these movies. See, um, Christian Bale's never been the thing. his take on Bruce. Christian Bale's never been yeah. the thing that like stuck out to me about these movies. Like I, these movies are all good. Like all three of them, even Rises, which you know is the worst of the three, they're all good. Like if yeah, if, if any of these came out in the worlds of DC universe we're in now, it'd be like we'd be, be the creaming our jeans of like oh, yeah. a good Batman movie finally. But like, 
I, don't I mean, know. I think that Christian if, if this movie came out, out no, Christian Bale probably better than any superhero movie that's come out other than Endgame, like in a long time. Wait, say that again. Yeah, like I, I think that this movie is better than any superhero movie other like since Endgame and before Endgame. You'd probably have to go like, I oh. mean, people would probably argue Black Panther. Um, but I like, disagree with this. this would take. be a like. What uh? What do you think is what superhero movie recently do you think is better? This, than this? is a fun conversation. What I mean, Marvel movies do I think are better than this? Movie? Better than Batman Begins? I I like. I a mean, lot of you don't like this movie that much. It's good. It's a good movie. I like the Marvel movies quite a bit. I mean, both Guardians I would, movies I like more. I would say Endgame is the, the only one that I like better than all this. four of the Avengers. I like more. Um, comfortably, literally, all just four? in game for me. I think, yeah. You like you like Ultron better than this? I love Ultron, man. Ultron's a fun movie. Look, I like Ultron more than most people, but not more than this. That movie slaps. It, that movie, up until the moment when Thor flies off, uh, like at the farm, is like I, yeah. I literally think up until that point, it's perfect. Guys, can we no, talk about agree. the movie I picked? <laughs> Yes. Cody, stop pretending us. like we don't do this every single episode. No, I know, but it's this time it's particularly frustrating because I feel like we've talked about Dark Knight a lot, which is we're going to talk about I mean, for Mark it's, it's a the, lot when that one comes out. It's part of it. It's just I. So, Mark, what is your? Uh, don't dive into the fucking movies, but what Marvel movies do you think are better than this? Just the list. Um, in game. The first Avengers. That's probably it. Okay. That's yeah, wild I would. To s- me. I don't know. Yeah, I would s- say it's only in game that is better than this. And do I think Dark Knight is better than in game? Is a fun question that we'll talk about when we do the Dark Knight. Um, but no, I think this movie is astounding. I I think um, this movie would blow it- any. DC movie out of the fucking water that's yes. been made since it like, would since kill it kill them all dead <laughs> it would chop them up with ninja swords and throw them and to I the think fishes that, like this is also this movie is also the reason that DC movies are kind of bad or I agree started yeah. off bad right I absolutely movie, agree I, I mean, think people Man learned the wrong lessons going, from this movie Man of Steel was originally going to be a Nolan movie early they wanted it to be a Nolan God, movie. God, I Nolan wish was it like, was. I don't give a fuck about your fucking comic book bullshit. Well, uh, I just wanted to make Jonathan a movie with Nolan a big budget, movie, right? and now Wasn't I can make. Involved? Was Jonathan Nolan involved Who? in Man of Steel? Um, yes, they I both think produced in the writing it. stages. Oh, okay. Can we talk yeah. about Jonathan Nolan real quick? Made Westworld and Person of Interest, and in, yes, in that order. <laughs> <laughs> John- I like Jonathan Nolan too good. much. Yeah. Um, uh, um, I want him to make another TV show. Yeah, I want DC just, to find a way to make more movies like this, but also movies like Shazam. Well, yes. I think the new, I think the new Batman is pretty um, interesting, and I think it will be pretty good. Really I do not think that. it will ever be. I don't know that you can ever kind of capture this magic again, though. Um, I no. think there will be movies that we like, but I think this specific kind of alchemy, this hit at the right time, yeah. and Mark's right. DC movies 
learned the wrong lessons from this. They saw a grounded take and thought that it had to be grimdark. And that's not what this movie is. This movie is silly. Dark Knight is silly. But that's like a good thing. That's, That's not a bad thing. Like these movies can be kind of out of like out of kind of the norm like it's it's okay for that to be the case it doesn't have to be hyper grim we're the coolest kid in the room they're dorky and silly and that's good i really i don't know yeah i think no i i i love the through line of this movie of the why do we fall so we can get back up i love the it's not what you do or it's not who you are inside it's what you do that defines you i love that through line um i mean um, here's, I, I here's love what the i was idea kind of, of noticing more than on, go ahead mark oh well, i was i mean adding on to the themes that i like in this movie i mean it's it's the having to be more than a man you have to be a symbol um mm-hmm. but also trying to like because if if it was up to bruce he would completely reject the bruce persona and just be batman right. But right. he also has to uphold his his father's image because that's all he has left. Well, and there's still um, good that he, he can do, do a through good job at that. Right, but there's still good that he can do using the Wayne name and the Wayne funds, and you know he can do good as both, which is that that's what Batman's about is that balance. I the don't two. know that this movie really does. Like, what does he do as Bruce Wayne? That's like for the yeah, nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah. it's it's it's. It's setting up that he realizes that this is about him becoming Batman. Dark Knight is a little more about trying to find that balance between the two. That's what three kind of is all about. So this one is about Bruce turning into Batman. But you, you still have him like putting Lucius in charge of the company at the end and developing stuff. You know, there's still moves. But that feels more like. I, I think that he's defending his father's legacy by doing that. I don't think he has any like plans of what to do with Wayne Enterprises to make the world a better place, other than like you know build the Batman suit. Yeah, you don't get that sense in this movie. Maybe not in this movie. Yeah, because like um, what does he do? Like like the scene where um, Alfred tells him to defend his father's legacy, he like kicks everyone out of his party. Uh, yeah, and that's down his house. no but, no that's that's I mean he it's. Kicks, it's the the thing that Rachel that drives Rachel to say I was wrong your father would be proud of you isn't anything Bruce Wayne does it's stuff Batman is doing you know what I mean like it's like but yes. they're the same the legacy is like yeah, they are the same but like I don't know I feel like you're giving the movie credit for like both sides of the coin doing good things for Gotham and like no it's really just Batman that's doing the good things for Gotham but like no but it is it is setting up that idea that he still has to be Bruce he kind of has to learn the life balance which is why like uh, that's that conversation at the end over the burnt Wayne Manor is he's kind of making the wrong choice there of like telling Rachel I can't be with she's asking him like okay are you going to be done with this now and Mm -hmm. he's like I can't be he's making the wrong choice there but that choice is Is still a theme is he making the wrong choice there is that yes no well I I think that well, you don't I think don't the know city needs making... Batman at that point, but but I think that that question is really interesting, and that's that question is what the movie is is asking, it's, and it's what Dark Knight really right really asks. At the end. It's, 
that just it's it's hard to look at this as a singular movie but what the, the trilogy ends up being about is batman is killing him and he needs to find that balance like that's why yeah, dark Knight Rises but is, i is, i see i see batman and like this trilogy is like he is a trilogy about him like giving up himself and it's like it's kind of like the the christian thing right of like the self-sacrifice to save the greater good it's like i don't think that's the ultimate point of it though i think he has to do that but he also has to know when to quit as batman and he doesn't necessarily yeah he never quits but like also i don't know he saved he he saved gotham from being well Depending on how you interpret that last stupid scene in The Dark Knight Rises. No, he absolutely quits and he gives it to, um, he passes yeah. it on to somebody but, because he has become a symbol. But now, he has to become and, the and symbol. And now Robin essentially is giving up his life to be that symbol, right? right? Like you can't, yes. right. you can't keep your life. It is about self-sacrifice. Like It is, because, but it's I also mean, about knowing when to step back from it. In in Dark Knight Rises, he literally has to kill himself in order to free himself. Right. I mean, he has to kill Batman in order to free Bruce. Bruce. And this movie is about is about basically killing Bruce to give to to be Batman Batman power. Right. Um, That's why it's called little poetry rhyming thing of uh, of this trilogy. Yeah, it's a good trilogy. Yeah. It is. Even this is also they aren't all good movies. But this is a good movie because it sets up all of those themes mm-hmm. by ending right. with ending with Rachel being like, I can't be with you until Gotham doesn't need Batman anymore. And as a viewer, right. you're like, oh, so they just won't, won't be together because yep. because it's like it says I can't be with you until Gotham needs ba- doesn't need Batman anymore. And then. Mm. Like the next scene is Gordon being like, "Well, things are a lot worse now. We definitely yep. need Batman." <laughs> right. But that is, and I, and I having I the, I, the I, best teaser last shot yeah. of just like the Joker card, no. and you're like, "All right, here we go." That rules. And I won't talk about Dark Knight for too long here, but that is what makes it such a good sequel is that it like literally takes the final like moments of this movie and that's like kind of the theme of it is like does gotham still need me or like am i getting in the way like harvey dent could be this new thing can i quit can i be with rachel that it just makes it such a good sequel to this movie and it's like yeah they're right. so exactly. intertwined and that's what's on his mind a, yeah. yeah it's such a uh, yeah it's a good series guys <laughs> it is and i think this movie rules it does it um, does. it's good i i think it's i think it's very very good I, I i think it plays with i i think it's straight up the best batman origin easily I, the best yeah batman origin film i don't know i mean is batman with keaton is that an origin movie not really yeah i mean they have it's, all it's the, the worst stuff, kind yeah. of origin movie in that the joker is is the guy that kills his parents yep um right it is a bummer um, what I like about this is that it's not like a mystery of who killed his parents because that's wrapped up in the first act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it it isn't like and you know first scene they leave the opera. Um, it like right. it gets yeah. to that because it it sets up why that's important before it shows it to you. But it also does it early enough that it just gets it out of the way. Yeah. Whereas, well, and it also like, it it makes I, I was it. I going to say. I f- Wow, this is welcome to podcasting in quarantine, um, and also for us all the time. Although we're usually better at it than this, um, I I feel like most movies will either like 
save the Batman origin until like later on in the movie. And then they're like, oh yeah. And also his parents died. You know that, right? But we're going to show you anyway. Or it's Mm. at the very beginning. They're like in the beginning, Batman's parents died. And either way, it's really annoying to, to see something you thought you avoided to show up late or to like, okay, yeah, it's a Batman movie. His, his parents died. We have to watch this again. And I also think making it the opera, making the, the opera thing kind of bat shaped kind of tying into that fear of his because that's Mm -hmm. what this movie is about is fear and how to use it Mm -hmm. um but 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 making it that because like yes in the comics it was he went to go see legend of zorro but that is the problem with like the literalism of uh, like a Zack snyder who like in batman versus superman is like in the comics, it said Legend of Zorro, so it's going to say it here, and it's going to be stylized like the 30s, even though this movie takes place in the present day, and we're not going to like think about anything. We're just going to present things mm-hmm. literally, except then someone flies up as a bat in that opening sequence, which is strange. But I was now, like, I thought that movie was going to be weird and interesting when it started. Now, um, one thing Snyder nailed, though, is those pearls flying everywhere. <laughs> bad. Um, so I just... Show me the pearls. This movie is more human, I think, than a lot of others. I I, I think... When you say a lot, a lot of, of others, other you mean like just movies. superhero movies in general, or Batman? Yeah, I, yeah. I think I mean it is a. These movies are character study, and this one specifically very much is a character study of like his transition into this. Mm-hmm. Why I think this movie makes a better case for why why Batman. Yeah. than any other movie and i think it may make the argument of why a superhero better than any other superhero movie i think you can follow the logic pretty clear cut and it and it's a bit more complex and like nuanced than just yeah. like i want to be the good guy i mean i um, one thing i love in this movie is when michael Caine does ask him, or alfred asks him uh why bats master wayne he says bats frighten me like, uh, yeah, they frighten me, and I it's time my, that they frighten me. I want my enemies to share my dread. That's a good line. Yes. That's such a good... Yes. There's, there's those good movie moments in this movie that I'm just like, ooh, it's so tasty. I love that. I there's just, so yeah. many good lines in it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have anything else on this movie? Um, Not really. I mean, I love the motif of, of fear and the way that, like, that is Batman's motivating thing, and, like, he is, is using his fear... In the same way that the, um, the scarecrow, whatever the fucking scarecrow, thank you, is scarecrow. uh is is using people's fear as well, but also he conquered his fear, so the scarecrow can't control him with fear anymore. Um, right, it's, yeah. it's just a great movie. Um, go ahead, Jen. Uh, my final thoughts. It's a good movie. It's interesting that, and I think it's interesting in a good way that this is a Batman movie, right? And it's a Batman movie that kind of has to win back fans of the franchise after some flops. Um, Mm -hmm. And what does Nolan do? He waits till about the hour mark of a two-hour movie to, like, show Batman. Like that is, it, it and it's such a cool scene too when he starts like swooping people up and he like yeah and he says I'm Batman <laughs> like right at about the right. hour mark it's very good and like, I'm Batman has become like a, a parody of itself now but it's such a good right. moment truly um, no it's very good um, I love all yeah, the Falcone would... stuff I love like the that they're using the um, the in- insanity plea to like you know get off mm-hmm. easy and that Scarecrow is like 
manipulating. It's it, it's all very good, good stuff. Yeah, um, I think all that crime stuff and that that kind of carries through. Where like it's mm-hmm. not over the top. I mean, the villains are over the top to some degree, but it but it's all yeah. pretty like grounded in like criminal enterprises and stuff, and also ninjas. Um, right. The uh, I I think two things that we didn't really talk about that I just want to hit fast. The Batmobile rules. Yeah, it's good. The, uh, yep. Uh, it's really cool. I like the, that it's a tank. I like that I believe that it, you know, has that, like, power to, like, make those jumps. Like, yep. you know, the old, like, sleeker, like, longer sports car Batmobiles. They're, like, right. they're sleek and they're cool looking. But it's, like, I don't believe that that's actually, like, rocket powered. And but, no. This is also, like, 2004 when, like, Hummers were the biggest fucking deal yep. ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, the Hummer Batmobile. Mm-hmm. I think, awesome. um, and you think this is yeah, a conservative I, movie? He's driving a dang Hummer. <laughs> shut up! It's not like, like um, the Schwarzenegger governor or whatever governor. Okay, so um, I I think that's really cool. I think the the car chase with it is really cool. I still think like the stills we've seen of Pattinson's Batmobile is cool. But I would say this, mm. other than that one, is probably the coolest because have we seen I don't the, like the Snyder one. It's too wide. Have we seen the full Batmobile or have we just seen the like the motorcycle? No, we've seen, we've the, seen the car. Batmobile. It's just like oh, a shoot. fucking Dodge Charger, basically. Oh, like, okay. It's just no, a sports I, car. I did see yeah. that. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Uh, which I is like really the cool Burton, to me. I like the Burton Batmobile. I think mainly I think because fun, I had a toy of it as a kid. It yeah, like looks cool. It's just it's like the Burton movies. It's, it's exaggerated like, like the rest of the Burton and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about is at the very end, um, the CEO or the president of Wayne Enterprises or whatever, mm-hmm. he gets his ass handed to him twice mm-hmm. in two. Like it's I've never. I, I mean, I probably have, but having a movie do two callbacks, one right after another, and to land with such a good impact because like. Um, you know, the, the president shows up and, you know, Lucius is handing out all the stuff and he's like, I've, I'm going to call Mr. Wayne. And then Bruce is like, you know, it's, it's all very, very complicated, which is something that the CEO had said to him before. And so he owns his ass like that. And then Morgan Freeman said, saying, didn't you get the memo? Which is what mm-hmm. the CEO said when he fired Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So he just gets his ass owned twice. Like he should become a super villain because his ass got so uh, destroyed. If he but. if he did become the guy in the Dark Knight who's like trying to out Bruce as Batman, that's just some other guy in Wayne Enterprises. But if it had right. been that you know, guy, that would have been a good move. You yeah. know who this who that actor is, right? No, he's the bad guy from uh, Blade Runner. He's Rucker Howard. Oh, oh, Rucker Hauer, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's good. the guy from Flesh and Blood, the Verhoeven movie. Yeah, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. I just the Hitcher. This movie, like, yeah, I don't know. I just he seems different in this one. So he uh, he very much does. Yeah, he's um, like a business person, right? Um. So anyway, yeah, this is good. Um. Hey, is this the uh, the best movie of two thousand five? So far, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Looking, looking at the rest of the list and thinking, man, we're still being better. Yes, it's the best movie of mm-hmm. 2005. So, um, hey, it's been a minute since we've asked for this, but if you want to go to iTunes and give us five star ratings, that would super help us, especially now that we're on a new network. That might be cool. 
Productions. Um, yeah, and tell your friends <laughs> I thought you were about saying this it might show. be cool if people vote for or give us a rating. Nope, that's the name of our network. Um, oh, so funny. now is a good time to tell your friends about it. Lots of people are watching movies. Maybe they'll watch the movies that we're watching. Um, you can find me at Katie Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. It's been a while since we've done these plugs. Uh, you can find me at Cody Lunsford on uh, Letterboxd uh, chat. Yeah, you can find me at Chad A. Oliver on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Mark, where can people find Oh, you can find me at Watlington Mark on all of those places they mentioned. Um, great. Instagram, Letterboxd. Uh, Chad, what's the best movie of 2005? Batman Begins. Mark, what is the best movie of 2005? Batman Begins. Cody, what is the best movie of 2005? It is Batman Begins. Remember, everyone... This is not a dance. On the next episode of Best Pictures, we're talking about my pick for the best movie of the year 2005, Noah Baumbach's The Squid and the Whale, available on Netflix and Amazon Prime to stream, and you can also rent it on iTunes.